This is episode 21 of Tate Flight Podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the law of attraction, what it means to us, and if we believe in it. And as you've heard, Jay-Z is the first hip-hop billionaire. We're going to be talking about that, dissecting that, the different ventures he's um, taken. And we have the book recommendation by Pabilo, which is by Dale Carnegie, and it's titled how to win friends and influence people. Just before we hit the intro music as well, big, big thank you to everyone for all the interaction, all the love on Instagram, all the tags in the stories. It's the best way that we can increase our yeah. following. So massive, massive thank you for well. that. Now hit the music. Boom. So main topic, yeah, law of attraction. What does it mean to us? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to you guys? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna act like I have no idea what it means, guys. So, what does law of attraction actually mean? I have no idea. Well, mine's very simple. It doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't. You don't believe no, in it. I don't believe it. I, well, Oof, I, I believe. I, I believe in God. I don't okay. believe about the universe and all of this stuff. So, my stance is so very the law, simple. The law of attraction. But, 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 so for me, it's just is simple in terms of whatever you think becomes you. So it's whatever you spend most of your time thinking and obsessing about becomes you. And you saying that, okay, yeah, oh, I don't way, believe I was, in it. By I, the way, I, was, I was joking, by the way. Okay. Yeah, but if for most people, a lot of people will say the law of attraction doesn't have anything to do with religion or whatever. But even if you do like a little bit of research, you see in the Bible, it says Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinker, mm. so it's, yeah, well, 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 yeah, the P's book. Remember, he did as a man thinker. Yeah, exactly. As a man thinker, so is um, he. So is he. So I just feel like that's really the law of attraction. Whatever you focus your mind on, and you obsess about, and you just say, becomes you. Yeah, so yeah, if that's yeah. focusing on the positive of life, like you have mm-hmm. certain people who they always walk around with a cloud. They're always the cup is half empty always sort of down, always never looking at the blessing. That's just becomes them. And then all yeah. of a sudden you always find them in different types of dramas or things just attract to them um, versus other people that have got a positive mindset, a can do attitude mm. that starts to become them. And you see it in their life, the way they take accountability for stuff, good mm-hmm. or bad. They don't try mm-hmm. and leave it to mm-hmm. sort of, Oh, it's just by chance. They look at every action as, something that they can control, something that they had a part to play. So that's I, sort of why yeah. I could let me Let me explain what I said at the beginning, because I think, you know, obviously I was joking. And I, Olio, I do agree. And a few books and audio books I've read in the past is about how your life is going according to the way of your dominant thoughts. So mm. what you were saying, and it's almost as you, if you think positively, positive things will happen in your life. If you mm. think negatively, negative, thing can, ne- negative things happen yep. can happen. And we need to understand that even the words that we say carry a lot of power. Mm. And even in our last podcast, when we're talking about friendships and when we're talking about having to walk away from certain friendships, it's not just because of necessarily bad things. But if you have someone who's always sucking your energy, always being <laughs> negative, you need to be away of that negativity. You know, it's not good to be around people that will draw from you. you I think we've all probably been in a room where you can always sense the atmosphere, whether it's like a good vibe or it's just like bad. And when people aren't feeding themselves, even ourselves, when we start the recording, you know, we, we make sure there's good energy, that like we're all like, we're up for it. And that, mm-hmm. is con- that is contagious, whether it's good 
thoughts, bad thoughts, they can be contagious. And it's about making sure you're not around negative people, negative mindsets, because after all, you become like those you associate with. For sure. But actually, you know, Daniel, the, the point that you were making about at the beginning, even though you were joking about yeah. the fact that you believe in religion, so I don't believe in the law of attraction. I know you were joking, but I've actually heard that argument before from other people, and I've never understood how how can that even be a valid argument? Like, do you guys know how that can be a valid argument? Because I, 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 I don't I, know how it can be two opposite things. I don't think it, I don't know. I, don't, I personally don't think yeah. it's valid. I think mm. you are, it's just like you, you sow, you sow, you reap what you sow. Mm. You know, mm. a farmer can't reap when he doesn't sow any seed. Mm. And in life, you have to, whatever you sow, you reap, or in other words, whatever you reap, you have sown. Mm -hmm. And even as people, individual people, I think we have over, 70,000 thoughts a day and the majority of the majority of them are negative mm. and that's just without us thinking we just think about things about things that haven't happened things that can happen but how about if we were to replace those with positive thoughts positive affirmations throughout our day like even if they haven't happened or you know i have done this i have done that that definitely creates a different euphoria for yourself as you go about your day and achieve different things mm. and just in life generally mm -mm. And sure, I think the reason why some people might not believe it or feel like, okay, based on religious views, they don't believe in the law of attraction is because it's when you think of yeah. the law of attraction or whenever people normally talk about it, it's very individual focused. Mm. I think that's why a lot of people say, look, forget about any external outside factors like God. It's just really you, you are in control of your whole life. And I feel like a lot of people don't feel comfortable with that sort of philosophy where... The accountability, maybe. The account yeah, I think it's accountability. I remember um, having a argument with someone where I said, my philosophy is 80-20. Mm. I said that, look, I believe that there are stuff that happens to your life where God might put you in certain situations, etc., which I said is the 20%. But I said, a lot of what happens in my life, or I believe happens, I believe is the 80 that I control mm. based on choices. Mm. Um, if something goes wrong, a lot of times I don't always look at, okay, God, it's God's fault that I'm in this position. A lot of times I say, okay, what did I do? Which is the mm -hmm. 80. So I remember having a whole debate about it <laughs> where the person was like, nah, I don't, I totally don't agree with that because you're trying to take God out of sort of your life. And I'm like, nah, 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 I'm not. I'm not, I'm just taking accountability of what you can of, control, what I can control. Yeah. yeah. I, I, for me personally, I'm a massive believer in law of attraction. Cause I think if you put something out, you, not even just to yourself, but if you start telling people about what you want to do or what you're doing, it, it's just amazing how the universe starts moving in a certain way. Like if I start telling people that I want to record a podcast for example yeah suddenly i find out that olu's thinking the same thing elsewhere i find out that daniel's got a similar idea i know pabila wasn't initially sold on the idea but he gets around to it so because of us speaking that then it moved into existence the same way that i'm sure before we were working in jobs or before we achieved something like a promotion or an investment before any of that we said okay this is what i'm going to do and once you said that and made a decision everything else started moving towards that and that's why I'm a massive believer in it. And I think it's really important that people take that accountability and realize that they can use it for themselves to push them in the right direction. Yeah, so law of attraction is something actually for me, 
I've I've come to be more aware of over the last sort of year and a half. And what's fascinating is that we have applied the law of attraction even when we don't know, even when we didn't know we were actually applying it. So there's a saying which is where you are today is just a reflection of your thoughts in the past. Mm. And and you you it forces you to to as Olu mentioned it, become very accountable um in that in, in your own self and your own actions. And there was something also where it was like you're you're not you sh- you're not any further or any further behind than you, sh- you are exactly where you should be because it's based on the thoughts and energy that you would have harnessed in the past. Mm. So um and then when you start tapping into it and reading it, um you start to realize that actually you start looking at examples of, of your life in the past and where things would have turned out perhaps for the better or for the worse. And they may not be chance. It's actually something, oh, I, I remember thinking about that. I remember um, speaking about it. So it, it definitely is something which, um, which works if you pay attention to it. You know, when you talk about, when you talk about it, I think when people say, oh, it's what you put out in the universe, Mm. I'm always a little skeptical of that. Why is that? Because how come? How come? How come? You look like you're about to make no. some deep point, Oli. No, it's like just the way it, it makes it comes across is like you stare in the mirror and you just say, "I am gonna be great." There's a lot of action <laughs> that comes into it, and I think yeah. a lot of people leave out the action component of it when it comes to law of attraction. Because personally, I don't feel like law of attraction is, or at least to me, something that you just sit there just having only positive thoughts it's there needs to be action behind it otherwise mm-hmm. it's just empty when you're True. just you, you're just standing there and just say hey i'm gonna be successful i'm gonna be healthy no, no but it's, you're gonna be healthy it's, it's that, if yeah. you also go to the gym as well yeah, and that, like there's action aspect yeah, it's not it. saying oh but i'm gonna get a job i'm gonna get a job but you never submit one application yeah, exactly. And it's like, God will provide me a job or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is... The thing is, um, it starts in the mind. So before, mm-hmm. for the action to flow, you would have first had to have thought it through um, mm-hmm. over and over again in your head. So and, and the thing is, most people don't even get to that point. So they mm-hmm. talk about like dreams and imaginations is like one of the most important things. Like, as it's saying, be careful what you wish for because it can come true. So I think mm-hmm. it, it all starts in the mind and then you start to slowly at some point start to take action. Because it's interesting, some of the things that we are taking action on now, we thought about a year or two years ago. But mm-hmm. so what makes so what makes it difficult for some people to have those? Because you said it starts in the mind. Yeah? Yeah. So what is what's stopping people from having a positive outlook or seeing themselves being more? What's hindering them? Is it? Their upbringing is it what is stopping people if, from? If we stay on the topic of like thinking forward and and being more of a visionary and wanting more for yourself, I think the challenge there is that humans are hardwired uh, for survival. So it's that reptilian part of our brain which keeps us where we are. So I think, um, and if you think about it as well, you have to carefully design your circle of friends that will push you forward, because the average person mm. is very much happy with where they are. Um, and there's actually a lot of neg- negative influences around. So you, it's actually, you have to do a lot of work to put yourself in an environment where you actually start thinking forward. But I think, I think, mm. I think why we don't spend enough time thinking about or, or dreaming or, or imagining is because um, it triggers you to realize you'd have to step outside your comfort zone. And so your brain starts mm. to automatically work the other way to keep yourself feeling mm. comfortable and safe. Cool. So do you guys have any um do you guys have any examples for 
do you have any examples where you can see that the law of attraction has influenced you in a particular way to get to a desired outcome? Yeah, so one of the one of the examples uh, for me, and it's more fascinating because I didn't know I was applying the law of attraction. Mm. But um, so as you guys know, my father worked abroad for most of his career. And so the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. And so growing up, I always wanted to take an opportunity outside of the UK. Mm. And I remember as early as year seven, year eight, telling the guys, yo, once, once I've, once I've finished my GCSEs, I'm out. <laughs> I'm saying those exact words. I used to think it was um, immigration issues that you were trying to get out of the country. But... This guy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know because you went to the so work abroad. <laughs> so he says, um, I said, I said, I'm out. And then as time went on, I went to sixth form and I said, yeah, I wouldn't mind working in like Dubai when I'm like mid thirties, early forties. And I just kept on saying it. I wouldn't mind working abroad. I always wanted to work in central London, but I just kept on saying it out loud. And then the way the opportunity came about in 2012 was, was um, out of nowhere. Mm. And then, and then sort of you find yourself in Switzerland now and I've been there for seven years. So when I look back, I, you don't just, you don't just land. I didn't just receive the email out of nowhere. It was something which, I mean, I don't want to sound like, you know, that whole type of like hoo-ha, but there is an element of speaking it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I completely agree. You have to speak things to because people. some because I think I think one thing also for for people listening is it's important. Some people maybe listen to it thinking that just sounds a lot like a load of rubbish, but <laughs> try it. The law of attraction works in so that. many different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It works in so many different avenues, um, not just like um, money, but also in health, as you mentioned, also in love, in relationships. So it's not all about like big picture thinking. It's just mm-hmm. to be small day to day wins and small day to day living. Mm. I think it, I think I think I think it's crucial as a part of our day because we all have many many thoughts throughout the day, and if you were to really evaluate and say tomorrow or the next day or even reflect on today, how many of those thoughts are positive? How many of those were negative? And I'm pretty sure the majority of them are negative. We just tend to think more negative than we do positive, and for some reason I don't know what the reason is. It's probably a psychological issue or something but we tend to be more fearful and afraid of things than we do to be looking forward to things. How often do we even start to say, you know, I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have a great, not even going to, I'm going to have a great day rather than, oh, I'm afraid of this meeting. I'm afraid of that. What if the meeting goes bad? But why don't you say, what if the meeting goes good? Exactly. Mm. So why don't you spend everything you have a question for and turn it into a positive outcome? Mm. Oh, I have a, you know, I have a performance review. I'm, I'm a bit nervous. Why don't you think, I'm going to have a good performance review. Well, provided mm. that you've obviously done good work throughout the year. But even when we, when we you know, it's like not revising and turning up to the exam and yeah. saying, God, I'm going to get an A. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. But even exams, like, oh, what if that question comes up? What if that question comes up? Mm. But how about the question that you do know comes up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hopefully you revise and you know, you know, you're you know, you to. know what's so funny about that is, <laughs> Daniel, what I used to do when I was um, an intern. Um, I watched this TED talk, which was about positive affirmations. Yeah. And it was saying prior to you doing some sort of presentation, because a lot of people get nervous with public speaking. What they say is either go to the toilet or go somewhere quiet and just say positive um, affirmations to yourself, such as you're going to smash this presentation. You know this, you're great. You don't need to worry. You've got this. Yo, you've done this a million times. It's nothing. So you basically build up that confidence and just speak what you're about to do into existence. So, so many times mm-hmm. I used to do that. I just go in the toilet a few, like before a presentation and just be like, yo, 
You ready? You know this. Do you know who the number one person, the best person to do this? Who does this? Who? DJ Khaled. Yeah. He's the yeah. biggest. Even like, like, was it, I think one video when it was Rick Ross working out and he was really pumping him up. Mm. And I remember that, a joke saying, oh, if your friends don't do this, you need new friends. But really and truly, it's actually true because it's he, true. he's it's always positive. He's, he's yeah, yeah. energy, man. Yeah, yeah. And then you just go out there and you just, you realize that you just take on that persona that you've created of yourself and you find you're able to be comfort, confident within the presentation. This, this is even, um, this is even this conversation has um, brought back to remembrance a book, which I might even do a book review um, uh, in another stage. It's called The Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. And it has quite notable figures um, in history, uh, like presidents and things, and just the way their positive thinking had a complete change in course of action of their own history. Uh, and I, I, I don't want to go into it now, but maybe I can do a book review that later. The, the, other, the other example um, that was coming to mind as Shuo um, raised the topic is, I know for the last probably year and a half or I, I came across it in 2016. I knew at some point, in order to advance in what we're doing from a business standpoint, we would need mentors. Uh, because the famous saying is, if you want to be successful, get out of your own way. So you're constantly, but you don't. And so the, the seed was planted. And then and then I think what we struggle with on a day-to-day is how. You're trying to always figure out the how, the how, the how. But I think the law of attraction is is saying, just be clear on, on what. Um, just be clear on, and, and the how will start to, um, reveal itself as of when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And so we found ourselves at the turn of this year um, having unlimited sort of opportunities in tapping to different mentors and people who are working with. And it's no chance. And it's funny how it's, it's, it's like, sometimes I think what it is is that we sit down and we think, okay, how am I going to find someone? What am I going to do? And it's not, it, it comes in ways that you won't necessarily realize. Somebody will offer you the opportunity or somebody will refer you to somebody else. But nevertheless, or you bump into someone in the street. <laughs> so, <is it, laughs> you said that it's like it actually happens. Um, but yeah, no, and so and so two years on, we find ourselves now um, sort of having coaches, having mentors in what we're trying to do uh, to advance ourselves forward. So it's this stuff is not fluffy. That's that's if that's my my, my message mm-hmm. to the listeners. It's not fluffy. I know it can sound like well, who's going to stand in front of a mirror and say and say I'm I'm rich when you know you're not. But the other thing I want to... But, go ahead, yeah. Daniel, um, sorry, Pete. Um, when you think of words of affirmation, or not words of, sorry, um, law of attraction, is it only... Because I hear it a lot with money. What are some of the other elements that you guys hear? It's, it's everything. It's everything. It's everything. Every aspect mm. of your life. 100%. It's a, it's a plethora of things. Mm. People Happiness. talk about money because... If you're happy, you, if, you, if you're happy, you suddenly end up... Really, you realize that you're surrounded by people who are actually also pretty positive mm-hmm. and have got a good outlook on life. If you're going to the gym exercising all the time and you go regularly, you realize that actually most of your friends also go to to the gym a lot as well. So mm-hmm. I think it's across all aspects. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And even in, in relationships as well. Relationships mm-hmm. can be a big one when people are saying, you know what, so she will. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speak into we existence. Save. Speak into we existence. Save. We'll see. You don't know what I'm already doing in the background of these, but let me say that for some seeds. Let me let me say that for another episode. The, the, one, the one, the one, the one point I wanted to throw in, and it goes back to your point, Olo, about the balance between how much you think versus the level yeah. of action that you take. Um, because on one hand, it's important to start 
let's say for example in the, in the area of building wealth um the person what they say is the person that stands in front of the mirror and says i'm rich i'm rich i'm rich is usually the person that's not rich because you're having to rem- tell yourself something mm. that you're not and so although it's important to start that process of okay i want to live an abundant lifestyle the thing that is important to keep in mind is that they say you can't fix a problem at the same level of thinking which got you there in the first place so like it's a little it's basically the key message is, is sort of get into that rhythm of of saying mm. what you want to be but then start taking action immediately because ultimately that's what's Maybe. going to force the results yeah, because yeah, yeah. um I, I think i've i put myself probably middle end of last year every morning saying a number of different things and at the end of the day that day i didn't do anything I'm, I'm telling myself I'm this, I'm that. This is this is what the marriage will be like. This is the mm. level of health, and so but you need to go mm. to the gym. So it, it's it's a two, it's a it's a two part to, mm-hmm. to, uh, to the process. So how long should you be in the in the speaking in existence, and how much time should you be in the action phase? I think I think they, I think they go hand in hand. I think the mistake that one may make is is just speaking it, feeling good about themselves chilling. and not necessarily, <laughs> and just chilling. Because it, 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 the thing is, it can give you a false sense of impression. Okay, cool. Now that I spend my mornings speaking affirmations, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm going to have a good day. But you kind of have to force, you have to kind of also live what you're, what you're talking about. So I would say it's, a, it's, you have to do both. You have to speak it out loud and you also have to intentionally do, put your foot forward and take those actions. What examples have you have you experienced in your own lives? Boy, um, examples of laws of attractions where we've said, uh, spoken something into existence. Is that what you mean? Or, or maybe you have not spoken it, but it's come onto your lap. Um, just the way my mind sort of works is I try to always say um, I want or I can do something. And then automatically I start to switch to a sort of solution mindset. Mm. So let's say, for example, mm. I remember um, when I was doing my placement, I said to myself, okay, I want to go back to university, find a year and buy a property because I don't want to pay rent. So automatically, I started just obsessing about it. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I want to get a property. I want to get a property. I want to get a property. So I started looking at, okay, where can I afford? What do I need to do? Like, I just continuously doing it. And I wasn't able to get it final year of university, but I was able to get it probably six months after I graduated. Um, I was able to get a property shortly after. And I feel like that was based on me just obsessing about it and then switching to more of a solution. Okay. What do I need to do to get like, to get this or to solve this or to, to, to actually action what I've been talking about. So yeah, I'll say that would be probably one area that um, the law of attraction worked for me. I've got I've got several, but I'm not gonna delve on. on I'm not gonna touch on all of them. I remember it was before final year about my degree. I said I wanted a first class. Um, I didn't get a first class. Uh, so it, uh, well, I'm not... I was gonna say, but don't don't be saying that. No, but it's it's good. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wait, wait, what's he about to say? No, no, it's good to be truthful. No, I said I wanted a first class, but I didn't get a first class. So. I, I clearly, it was my desire, but I could have put in more, clearly could have put in more work. I was close. I got a first in my dissertation, but I didn't get a first overall. 
which I was surprised uh, you got maybe, first maybe, in your dissertation. Maybe, maybe I should have been. Maybe no, I we know how you got. Maybe, we know how you got. Maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe I should have been. Maybe I should have been, been a bit more on. specific as to what I wanted, um, and said for my overall grade. Uh, another area was. Uh, you lot messed up my 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 train of thought. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, because you know why, innit? You know, like, you know that first dissertation. Ollie was what? Ollie was cussing me from early, saying, oh, I'm flying to Nigeria and doing interviews on TV and all sorts. I'm not going to lie to you. I was surprised you got a first class in your dissertation. All those trips you were taking, I was like, there's no way this guy's going to get first. And you pulled out the bag, so respect. The other. No, 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 res- no respect. It's all right. MV is always there. It's all right, please. It's all right. Um, Oh, no, the other one, the other one, the other one. Oh, yeah, saving. I remember one year I said I wanted to save X amount. And I did kind of just pluck that figure out of the air. But actually, it did actually come, it did actually, no, I did reach that amount. And the thing is, you're because Nigerian, like what right? was saying. You're Nigerian, sorry? right? You're Nigerian. <laughs> so you plucked up a number, you selected a number. And what, it, it just magically attended? <laughs> it just magically <laughs> came in your hand? <laughs> The thing is, I didn't even understand what you're talking about. It's, but it's, it, it's clear to show. It's clear to show. It's funny how people's mind think when they want to do things themselves. Because you often think, you often listen and hear things about how you would do things. So it just shows your own character. But anyway, just bang bang, bang bang, boop. Um. Yeah, so that, that was, yeah, I was I was saying is when you say something and when you're really determined and committed, you, all of your action goes into those those yes. steps that you want to achieve. So yes. you can say something and when you really believe it, you will start taking the necessary steps. It might even be baby steps at first, but they will gain mm-hmm. momentum and you'll pick up speed very quickly. And before you know it, you have reached that goal. Mm-hmm. And it's why, that's mm-hmm. why it's also important to set goals. Because... Big ones as well, by the way. <laughs> oh, cool. Big one, 10x. <laughs> because even when we did that goal setting episode, I yeah. think it was uh, episode four. 10x! Uh, episode four, where we said why you should set goals. Billionaire, baby. When you've written something down or said something, <laughs> you start gravitating towards it. Yeah. Mm. 100%. Actually, Daniel, on that point, I was thinking when we were talking about it, I think this, the law of attraction, etc., and affirmations, I think this really ties into the importance of goal setting which we talked about in previous episodes because if i think just if i just take this year for an example some of the goals that i set at the beginning of the year of investing in other parts of the uk outside of the south of england that i haven't invested in now at the beginning of the year when i wrote that down i had no idea which area how i'm going to do it where i'm going to do it and then i got invited to a random event with this random company that i hadn't even heard about i just went there on a whim to an event got to know a company, got to know people. And now six months down the line, we're working together in a partnership. So that is a sign where at the beginning of the year, I had no idea how I'm going to do it. I just had that intention in my mind that that's what I want to do. And then I feel like this random event, how do I know it was random? Maybe because I had that thought at the beginning of the year, I was open to seeing that these events are around and I should go there. After going there, I saw the opportunity and I took, I've taken that opportunity as well. So it's really important to tie it into this goal setting. And I think it enforces why it's important and to also not sell yourself short as well. Why not? If you, if you want to do something within a year, why can you not do that in six months? As long as you back it up by actions, just 10x everything. I mean, I'm such a big believer of that. But anyway, I don't want to hype everyone up too much. So what are some of the, the things you, if it's not too personal, um, you guys are currently speaking into existence? 
across all areas. So health, wealth, love, and happiness. So I speak mm. about the marriage that I want to have, uh, you know, number of kids, what the lifestyle looks like. I speak about faith, um, how I want to be closer and stronger in my faith. I speak about the wealth. Uh, I speak about my network. I speak about health across the board. So I don't. Mm. So everything is mm-hmm. on there because everything's important. Um, I speak about, yeah, just to having a growth mindset. Uh, yeah. So those. Key those question are, about this: When you say yeah. you speak, and I didn't ask this before. When you guys say your law of attraction, is it something that you say out publicly to everyone, or is it more just to yourself? I guess no, that's. So I, would, I would say I would say out loud to myself. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. So I say, and I and I also say as if I've already achieved it. So mm-hmm. I say things like, um, oh, "What's a good one to share?" Uh, I've got one of the strongest networks in business, in in friendships. Um, in in uh, people that work for me people that work alongside me these are the kind of things that i say so i say i have mm, got it got it what about mm-hmm. you daniel what are some of for me I, I basically write down a lot of the things some of the things i write down is for example how many students i've been able to impact and make their life mm. better i when i'm kind of praying to myself i pray kind of and i say it out loud of how healthy both of my parents are, how happy they are, how secure they are, um, how my brothers have had successful careers, how everyone around me and that's attached to me has had more success than they initially imagined, how I'm healthy and hopefully one day in a good marriage, healthy kids running around. So these are all things I I say actually when I'm I'm praying um, quietly to myself, but then I also write some of the key ones down repeatedly as well. Cool. The thing is, to be to be fair, Daniel. you actually um, no, go Daniel, Daniel, go ahead, and I'll say it after. Oh, mine is just it's similar, it's echoing what the uh, P and Shua were saying. It's about family. It's about my marriage. It's about our unborn children. It's about you know the future, hmm. and just you know say, saying them as though they are now, and seeing hmm. things as though you want, saying things as though they uh, those that the things that are not saying them as though they are. Hmm. So it's really about being positive on all facets, all areas of life, about immediate family, extended family, friends, and everything. And that usually comes through um, our prayer time uh, as a married couple, but also throughout my day, even when you're having a challenging day. So this day is going to be a good day. It can even be, you could, you know, some days they're going to, you know, it's going to be a challenging day because you've got a lot to do, mm. but you're still saying, I can achieve everything that I, I've, I, mm, I want mm, to do. Mm. It's all going to go well. This meeting will go well with this client all of these things and you just you have to you have to be positive because if you're not positive yeah. if you don't back yourself no, one no one's backing you no one is backing you and the thing is it also it also but it also comes across in your demeanor because yeah you can look at someone and see someone's just positive and confident yeah you can similarly yeah. really? you can and, that, and that really negative. is into you and it yeah. takes yeah. other people 100%. to you as well because with those people that yeah because it's preach man if you if you if you're gonna if you're gonna talk and you you know you're all nervous and everything, it's gonna come across. Your hand will start shaking the paper. Your voice will be shaking. You start Sweaty sweating. Palms, that, <laughs> you're gonna pass out. But yeah, so it's it's all about it's it's just maintaining a positive mindset. That's Lada all you man can do. With sweaty palms, cause leave me out, man. Clammy hands. Um, well, the thing I'm gonna say was... for me, like on my side is yeah, um, yeah. Ahead. I think for me is. Sometimes I, so I say, I echo exactly what you guys said, but sometimes 
I use it as more of a motivation during like a dark period of time. So sometimes, sometimes mm, I'll be yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing this for my future wife, my future kids. Yeah. Mm. And that gets me through the tough times. Okay. That gets me through the tough times because I'm like, okay, I'm not going out here splashing my money on just like nonsense. Yeah. I'm keeping it for other reasons mm. to invest, to build wealth, whatever. And a lot of times I'm like, okay, yeah, this is for my future wife, my future kids. And that gets me sort of through the whole process. So the laws of um, attraction, mm. sometimes when you're putting the action and putting the graft in, just having those laws of attraction makes you think of the long game, like where yeah. you're trying to get to. Yeah. So if you're saying, okay, like P, you said, okay, I've got this network, I've got this staff, I've got this team. Whilst you're working and doing the steps right now, you're already envisioning the end goal, like how it's going to look. So the actions don't yeah. seem mm -hmm. that much or that difficult because you already see the big picture. So that's the way I see even like mm -hmm. me saying, okay, I'm going to be a 40 year old fit guy. Like I'm going to be a, you know, <laughs> yummy daddy, whatever the, whatever yeah. the, Whatever, yes. whatever the yes. is, that motivates me when I go to the gym when I don't really want to go. Um, even with relationship mm. and friendships, I'm like, yo, I I just picture the future where it's like, okay, me and my friends, we can rent out a cottage or somewhere and we celebrate Christmas all together. I'm like, okay, let me put the steps now so that we can actually do that. You never told me, never, never told me. Don't about worry, that. Daniel, we'll be doing it. Don't worry, we're soon, soon. Only, soon. The, only the only thing I'll say, um, is to what you mentioned is uh, I don't know if you say I don't know if you only do it when when you find yourself in downtimes, but it's a little bit like or let's say for those that do it's a little bit like only praying when you're going through a rough patch mm. and I and I'm a firm believer mm. that you should um, if you've had your biggest win in the year so far that day you should be consistently praying as if nothing's happened so getting into a more getting it when, when it's when it's more of a daily thing or a weekly thing mm. despite whatever's happening in your life I think that's the better way to practice it. Um, yes, it can work when you're down, but it's, mm. it's, I think it's even more powerful mm. over a more consistent period, no matter what's happening. Yeah, P, I agree with you, mm. but I think when you're down, you need also sometimes true, you true, need true, an extra true. kick. Yeah, you need to extra. Say, yeah, I would say you need you something need extra. extra to say, okay, why am I doing this? Yeah, it's like true. that wow. question, because that's gonna there's gonna be dark times where you're gonna ask yourself the question, why am I doing it? I and agree. if it's really like an, I find when it's individual focused, a lot of times it can fail. When you're just thinking, oh, I'm doing it because I want to, it, it fails. But when I always say, okay, I'm doing it for my future wife and kids, I'm like, okay, cool. This is bigger than me. It's bigger than yep. me. Mm -hmm. So, one um, thing I just, I just quickly add, it's it quite funny actually, is um, so I do my affirmations in the morning on the way to work. I cycle to work. And I, I, I find, <laughs> you, I, used, you I used to find myself, yeah, um, just basically, like if you saw me cycle to work, you'll be thinking, this guy is crazy because he's talking to himself, isn't it? So what, so what basically what I do is I put my um, AirPods in. So it looks like I'm on the phone, but actually I'm just talking to myself and affirmation. <laughs> so if anyone, if anyone is, is um, thinking about how to do it without looking crazy, put the AirPods in and go that way. I just, I just want to finish off with this um, and I'll, I'll try and find it so we can share it on the Instagram page. Chris Martin, uh, most people know him from Coldplay. In an interview, what, 21 years ago, 1998, um, you know, this was before Coldplay were big or anything. He said on an interview, you know, in like we're gonna be the biggest band, we're gonna be the biggest band. Like, no one knew them. He said we're gonna be the biggest band. He goes, in four years, we're gonna be on national TV, blah blah blah. And guess what? 
four, I think it was four years and three months later, they headlined Glastonbury. And even mm-hmm. if, you, if you tell me that's not about positive thinking and putting in hard work behind the scenes, I don't know what it is. But I'll find that link and we can share it so you can all see it for yourselves. You can see like a, a, a spotted up Chris Martin braces and everything talking <laughs> about Coldplay and how big they're going to be. But yeah, that was that would be my final marks. It's a nice segue into the into the music industry. So Jay Z, first hip hop billionaire. They're friends yeah. actually as well, Chris Martin and uh, Jay Z. Yeah, they did a song together uh, called "Beach Chair" back on uh, Jay Z's album. Uh, so I, ha- I have to give it to Shua because Shua said to me, I, "I I'm I'm I stand behind Diddy. Diddy's my guy. He's just he's just hype like that. I like it." <laughs> and so I said, Shua said to me, "I'm telling you now, Jay Z's gonna get to one billion before Diddy." And I was like, "Look, hmm. nah." Um, anyways, that's not the point. But the point is, is you know, what are the lessons um, and takeaways that we've um, can sort of note, having looked at Jay Z reaching such a milestone. Just want to make a quick remark for people that think Dr. Dre was the first billionaire after the sale of Beats by Dre for three point two billion. It's not true because it was split between a number of people, and after tax, it was only like six hundred, seven hundred million. So that just clears up. The just end. yeah, exactly. Only seven hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only. But uh, in in the, in the, for the sake of the concept of this conversation, that's true. It's that's not true. a billion, so yeah, it's a lot that's of money. True. So you guys have seen the um, you've seen the breakdown. What's the of... breakdown? Yeah, what's the breakdown? Does someone have the breakdown of it? I don't know what I, what in terms of what how no, much like, or the yeah, investment. Like Jay Z's breakdown of what Jay Z's. I tell you what. Um, I have it. I, have it. I, have it. So, I can quickly break it, it down. It was it was eight hundred and ten million in twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. according to Forbes. And then I know Uber helped a lot because he bought a lot around, I think, was the it second him or round of seeding. I thought Beyonce was oh, in that. Both, both, they both, both got in that. Come, both, both of them. He's, he's uh, I'll, well, I think we can touch on his investments so in a minute. I've got a breakdown. I've got a breakdown now. He's made most of it I've got a breakdown. One interesting key. through the breakdown? Key message. Yeah, go, go yeah. Let P talk. Let P talk. <laughs> no, no, let's <laughs> do the breakdown first. Then can, then yeah, so 50 million worth of real estate. 70 million worth of art collections, 75 million worth of music collection and catalog, um, 75 million based on Rock Nation, 100 million based on Tidal, say is um, 100 million. So like a cognac business that he's got. What'd you call it? Cash. What'd you call it? It's Ducey. Yeah, Ducey. Oh, no, no, that's cool, that's cool. What did you think? What did you think it was before Dan? No, 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 I wasn't listening, but I wanted to, I wanted to hear you say it again. And then, um, cash investments of 220 million. And then, sort of these Ace of Spades um, brand, Mm. which is 310 million. What's what's the name of the brand? I'm not even going to try and butcher (laughs) it. That's the one you were watching. Yeah, 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 that's the one. That's the one. Why do, you, why do you why do you pronounce it for us, Daniel? Armand Brignac. Okay, <laughs> Armand Brignac. <laughs> I was in but, but, also, but also, is also we need to mention he's done a lot of startups because even you might have seen on your Instagram, uh, like the sponsored as a luggage um, brand called Away, and it allows you to like to charge your um, USB devices via USB cable, and he mm. invested a lot in that. And even recently, last week, he invested a million dollars into a black owned vegan cookie company, mm-hmm. I think. So yeah, he, he does a lot of investments. Uh that what way. are some of the lessons that you so like oh, there's yeah. only there's only I think there's one there's one for me one big key lesson which is 
Which is um, invest in alcohol. It's not just it's not invest in alcohol. Invest in alcohol. Invest in alcohol. I'm what, joking. What, I'm on my dean. What Jay Z was known for for his entire career is not what has made him the billion. Yeah. yeah. And so that is a be... big, big factor. It mm. said here 75 million was or 17 Concert million was based yeah. on um Concert and album music catalog. Basically, half is coming from liquor. Mm. Yeah, like 50 and so <laughs> we And so we need to we we should keep in mind yeah, that um what we find ourselves doing today, um it's okay. It's not okay, but we 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 have the ability to to, to branch out, we have the ability to, to mm. be successful in other areas, and I think that is what for me I take away from his from his uh, story I, and we yeah, I, see, I see that I see that more common especially with music music artists I think they see music as a way to, as a platform to get themselves known and well known and then branch out mm. uh, recent example Rihanna what now that she's got Fenty Beauty it's being sold all over the place in boots and now she's got her to the first only other person to get a partnership with um, LVMH mm. and these are this probably this is gonna this will make more money than than her music has yeah. When last did she well, even release music? Well, she's she's uh, um, she's she's in the studio now. I think she's working on another album. And of course, the thing, the fact that she's done all of this prior to the album release is strategic because mm-hmm. now people, you know, are caring about her, blah blah blah, and all these different fashion uh, labels and different lines. People yeah. would then go and stream her music when it comes out. So mm-hmm. it just it works in her favor. But, but I, I think I think also there's there's two there's two points in your journey to becoming rich or having wealthy that we need to keep in mind. So it's like you, you you still need to master one particular area of field. Jay-Z has made sure he was the best at what he did. Um, mm. And that got him to becoming rich. And once he was then rich, he was able then to become wealthy through diversifying. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we think we, we try to diversify too early in, in our journey. And we're actually still, we should still be continuing to, to, mm. to um, harness our craft. And once we've got to a certain point, that's when we can sort of break out. Mm. And it's even funny because Jay-Z didn't start rapping till quite 20, 29 yeah, 20s, yeah so even that it, it, took, it took a while but he made sure he perfected it and you know it was the best that he could be at the time and i think mm-hmm. you need to have and i was watching um did you guys see the interview with um warren buffett that he did um yeah. the one with for Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah and he said at his early stage of his career the most genius thing he did was not quit so mm-hmm. obviously with his story he was trying to get into so many different record labels and try and get his music like listened to. A lot of people turned him turned him down. So he said, "You know what? Let me create my own record label." So you need to have that certain level of arrogance, that certain level of confidence in your ability, where you say, "Okay, if I can't go through the conventional route, I'm gonna create my own way. I'm gonna create my own path." So I think that's one of the big lessons I also I get from Jay Z and sort of how he got to his he's billion because we he wouldn't have reached that if he had just given up and just said you know what i'm gonna stay on marcy marcy corners and just stay there like it wouldn't we wouldn't have known about him but the fact that he was arrogant enough to continue mm. that's sort of the mentality you need to have do you, do you reckon he put, spoke into existence i don't listen to jay-z anymore but i remember all uh, status or something you put up saying have you ever seen an ugly billionaire and he spoke into existence. He's, he's, he spoke about that before. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. In the wrong lines, bro. Of course, he spoke into. I would say if you look at if you listen to his lyrics from the very first uh, track or first album, in his tracks he's talking about being bigger than what he is today, living mm, that yeah. living that abundant lifestyle. There was a, there's a there's a nice line in in Can I Live? I can't remember the line. Is I'd rather die trying to live big than than 
then live dormant, something like that. But all of these lyrics and lines were around being bigger than what he is. So I, I would say that musicians are every day living and acting on the law of attraction. They even they mm. even talk about how art, some artists that spend too much time talking about drugs, crimes, being murdered, end up dying themselves. Yeah, yeah. Look at what happened to that Takeshi 6 9 What happened to him? Well, basically, he was just talking lots of crazy stuff into existence. No, no, no. Got... I, I, I thought he meant like he'd been killed or something. I know he did, and he snitched or something. <laughs> oh yeah, I know that he's. You talking about that? Like, like, you talking about um, XXX? Yeah, and, I think his XXX is the one he was talking about. Yeah. Okay. You got, I think you all just got the names mixed but, but, up. But a bunch of them, though, a bunch of these guys that they. But, too much of that. Too much of that. I'll kill you. Talk. We'll, end, we'll have you ended up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, being killed. Mm. No, but, but actually, one, yeah. one, one thing that, um, and this is echoing kind of the point that Pavila made at the beginning, and, and it's the favorite Jay Z line that I have, which is, um, don't worry about being girls, good. girls, girls, <laughs> girls. No, another one, another one. Oh, which one? Allow excuse me, allow me, allow me. Allow me What's allow your me. name? Me. But excuse me, Miss. <laughs> From 2008 to 2000 and what year are we now? 19. From 2008 to 2018, that was one of my most played songs. Excuse me, Miss. That's a banger. But he has a, he has a line which is basically trying, in, in summary, it's just saying, "Don't be afraid to give up the good to be great." And I think in music, he could have easily just stuck in the music lane and been a legend in the music game and just focused on the music, music, music. But every time he leveled up. He was never satisfied to stay there and he always wanted to continue to to grow into areas that he didn't really know much about and he just wanted to follow the opportunity and never get comfortable with any level of success. And I think for me, that's the biggest uh, inspiration. That's one of the reasons for me that I'm really motivated to not, not, and I think it's very common in our generation as well. We don't want to stay in one fixed lane our whole, our whole careers anymore. We want to experience different things and try and grow in different areas. So for me, he's just a, living legend his songs are super aspirational what he's achieved is great and now now that he's made a billion I, in the next 10 years he's going to make probably 10 times that that's my it's, feeling now. he's just getting started it's, it's that, getting it's that started. ability to yeah. reinvent yourself isn't it mm. yeah. but in terms of um what sort of lessons do you guys get about ownership and how important ownership is and not selling selling your catalog like him selling his masters or mm. In fact, ownership in, ter- in terms of title, he could have easily partnered mm. with someone. How big do you feel mm. like ownership has to do with his success and him being able to it's everything. Everything, everything about his success has been about ownership. And I think it stems from his mindset of, okay, I want to own all my music. And then he just translated that into all his investments where I need to be the main investor or the only owner of these businesses and he's translated that excellently across all of his mm. investments but, but not all of investments he's the main like no, some... no, but the one but like the, the the big one for example the one that um ollie struggled to pronounce and i'm not going to try <laughs> yeah. that one he that one he owns 100 percent. that's what that's his exactly that's his main one biggest one yeah, exactly so yeah, and he bought it back in 2014 oh. yeah, yeah yeah so um yeah, it's just it's just very inspiring, and from where he came from, like the level of um, poverty that he grew up in in New York, and having to s- go from that to sell drugs, to be in the position that he's in today, and have Beyonce next to him, mate, he's the blueprint. <laughs> if there's any, if there's any Beyonces listening out there, holla, man. <laughs> because like girls, 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 yeah, yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. 
we're going to go to the book review, and this is by Pabilo. Uh We already told you what the title is. For those who weren't listening at the beginning, it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. So, P, take it away. Yeah, no, so quickly, so the book I wanted to pick this week is, is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And I know in a, in a few episodes ago, we spoke about friendships and, and how to maintain uh, friendships or what we're trying to do to maintain friendships. So uh, this book actually is, I think, 60 million copies sold worldwide, uh, world-renowned for its tools, tricks, and, and, and tips on how to um, um, influence and, and, and win people over. So what I wanted, wanted to do is kind of go over some of the principles in the first two sections, and we can perhaps share where we've seen this work for us, or maybe some things that we're listening to, perhaps we can start to do ourselves. I've been waiting for this book review. Why is that? Because I always love your book reviews, man. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, no. (laughs) I know. So the the first principle it talks about, which is actually, it talks about becoming generally interested in other people. So the whole saying is, you can actually make more friends in in two months than you can actually make in, in two, three years. The point is, is that you have to just turn the lens from yourself into other people. So, um, and it, again, it's about, you know, having those questions to tap into people and, and understanding sort of what they're about, as opposed to focusing on yourself. Mm. So I'll just, I'll, I'll just, do you want me to go on to sort of the principles or you want to touch on each one? Go, go on the principles first and then, uh, then we'll talk. All right, cool, perfect. And so, yeah, the next one, interesting enough, it sounds very simple, uh, which is smile more often. It's, it's free to smile. Um, and the whole idea is that it makes people feel sort of more wonderful. And if you think about, if you think about the impact that you have on other people when you smile more often, um, it, does, it does resonate better with people. Because I actually think that we actually naturally have more, we naturally mm. have a screw face. So we need to be conscious of that um, because people do take note. So one of the things around here I've been doing probably in the last few years is, especially when I'm in London, is when I'm walking around, try to nod and smile at people, especially people of of my own kind. Now I get blanked. I get blanked a ton of times. It, it's that's called a that's called a black nod, or the. I've actually, P. I've actually been with you when we were walking through in like a different city, and some random guys actually do that to you quite often. You know what's so funny about that? When I was in Dubai, I was with my Asian executive, and we were walking. We went to like a day party. And I saw this other black guy and obviously gave him the black nod, which is <laughs> whenever you see another black pl- person <laughs> where you don't normally see other black person, you sort of just acknowledge each no. other. <laughs> and my manager was like, wait, do you know him? And I was like, nah, but he's, he's, he's a brother. He's a fellow black person. So we just acknowledge each other. And he was like, wow, yeah. that's, that's strange. And I was like, nah, it's just something normal. I find yeah. it weird when when I do that to someone that's black and they don't know back, I'm like, yo, who hurt you? Who are your feelings? Like? The thing is, what, what, what's interesting is that outside of London, whenever I see someone of our own, they're not, like you always mm-hmm. get the nod back. In London, every now and then you do get a nod back, but there are times when you don't. So it's, it's, but it's because we're taking each other for granted. It's another topic, but it's more, when you're in Europe, there's not so mm-hmm. many of us. So when you do see someone of your kind or Dubai or whatever the case may be, there's a lot more love um, but yeah, again, on that point, it's, it's about trying to smile more. Uh, so I think, I think that's, that certainly works. The, the third principle it talks about is yeah. remembering people's name. Mm-hmm. So that can actually be one of the most important factors in, in bridging the gap and building the connection. And if you've... You know who's good at this? I'm bad at this, but Daniel, I've got to give credit where Dan credit is due. 
Daniel always, wherever you go, he'll use people's first names. You look at the name badge and be like, hey, yeah, Sarah, hey, Tom. Like, he would just call them by their first name. And I respect it because I'm not good at it, but it makes a big difference. Actually, it makes a big difference. Actually, if we're, if we're there to give shout-outs to Daniel, when you made, when you mentioned that, Daniel, in an episode of Take Flight Podcast, since then I've actively made an effort to try and do that with every single person that I meet that I haven't interacted with before if I'm in a restaurant or a, or a meeting. So I appreciate that, Daniel. Pleasure, pleasure. Always, always sharing gems. Always sharing gems. Let's stop now. Let's, and, and, let's stop, let's stop now giving Daniel compliments. And you, the thing is, you know how much it means to you when somebody gets your name wrong. So I, I've been, a, I've been with you, Olu, when someone's called you Ola. And, <laughs> and I know, and I know, like Olu will literally everything stops. You have, you get corrected. Can you not read my name? Can you not see? There's no way you're gonna, we're gonna play football, move on until you say Olu. And so, oh, we'll stop them. We'll pick it up. <laughs> no, nah, no, but no, the thing is, but the thing about it, the thing about it is that we all take our names uh, seriously in different ways. But I think it just goes to show the importance of remembering people's name and getting it right. Yeah. You know, I got in trouble with that once. Um, um, P, where I was doing this. Um, it was a it was a work sort of a work conference, and they were teaching us like how to interact with executives. So she called me to the front. She was like, oh, what's your name? I was like, hi, my name's Olu. And she's like, Ola. I was like, no, no, Olu. Oli. I was like, no, no, Olu. I like, and we were there for a good few, me just correcting her. And she's like, sometimes people are just not going to get your name and you just need to. I was like, no. Like, no. I was like, we're going to stay here for yeah, five I can, minutes. I can, I, can, I, can get, I can get if she's making that comment and your name's got a few X's, a few Z's, a few Y's. And it's a big but yeah. if it's just Olu, come on. Yo, there's a reason why my name got shortened to Oli. They butchered what they my full name. Like, in, in primary school, they were not able to pronounce my full name. So we had to cut it down to Oli to make it digestible. <laughs> At least you could do is know how to say that. Um, the, the, ne- the next principle is we need to become better listeners. And, and the way we can do that is to encourage other people to talk more about themselves. Um, in this whole arena of, of making friends and building relationships, until you kind of read this book, a lot of your thinking is, okay, I need to be more interesting. I need to be speaking more highly about myself. I, it's me, 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 me. But this is great because it turns you and say, no, you should spend more time listening than speaking. So, mm. because the reality of it is that people want to be heard and people really just want to use you as a soundboard. So give them that opportunity, mm. give them that floor. And the only thing when I was listening to reading this, I was thinking the challenge is for us is that a lot of the times when you listen to people, we're not really listening. We're just preparing what we want to say next. So it's it's really important that we consciously think about giving people the floor more and listen and consciously mm-hmm. listening to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is this one is actually is, is quite one that I've seen work time and time. With, with those with the, with those pauses, I feel like you're testing us. Like <laughs> you're not listening to what I'm going to say no, next. <laughs> it's because. It's because it's a bit, it's a bit silent, isn't it? So I'm not too sure what. what you guys are. <laughs> no, you're, you're, it's because everyone's, everyone's actively listening. Yeah, 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 okay, like... okay. <laughs> but but, but the, one of the other principles is talk in terms of the other person's. <laughs> this, this one, this one is. Um, oh my god! Sorry. sorry. Talk in terms in other in of the other person's interests. So the other one is be more interested in than interesting. So, so focus more on what other, but here is even in your conversation to the people you're speaking with is try to turn, try to focus on their needs and, and what they, 
what their life is about. And what's mm. funny is I've actually, I think I, when I read this, I tried to say, okay, let me try and use one of these two techniques. And I remember this working very well when I spoke to somebody at work who was going through a pretty rough um, time. And I had said to the person in these simple words, what is important to you? And you could see the way they reacted, it literally uplifted them straight away. Uh, because it's not a question mm. that you're usually asked. It's, it's someone, usually people give you their advice. Oh, I think you should do this. I think you should do that. But if you say, well, what's important to you? What should you want to focus on? So it's it's like small tweaks to your communication that can really make a difference. Mm. Um, because you'd be surprised on how it makes the other person feel. No, that one I fully, fully agree with. And people, I mean, I, like people really like to talk about themselves a lot. So I think if you also... If you also have an, if you have a genuine interest in that, I think it does help to create a bond very, 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 very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last everyone, everyone. Uh, sorry, yeah. I was just going to say everyone. Everyone's a client, but go ahead, Pete. Yeah, no, it's true. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make make people make people feel more important than than you than you do. It's it's the whole saying mm. of um, treat people how you want or you want to be treated. And I think I don't know if we're consciously thinking about other people more than we're thinking about ourselves i think naturally you say okay if i want to make more friends i've got to showcase my abilities my talents and what i'm good at that's how i'm going to attract it when actually it's more of a it's more of an outward job it's turning the lens from mm. yourself to other people so um I, i'll just do a quick more a few more principles on the next section um and then and then we'll sort of wrap up from there this one this one is this one is 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 interesting especially for ollie as well so um the first one was how you can get people to like you. This section is talking about how you can get. <laughs> why are you laughing for? How you can get. So just, just because because you're like, oh, this is, this was really important. Wait, wait, wait. wait. No, let, me like, finish, yeah. let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Sorry. This one is about um, how you can how you can get people to come away to come around to your way of thinking. So it says mm. the only way to get to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. Mm. <laughs> I, I see. I see why it's important for Olu. I see why it's important for Olu. You see what I'm trying to say in it. I'm never going to avoid it. Oh, he's it, basically, what you're trying to say is, whenever we argue, no matter if you win or lose, you will always lose because either you've made that person feel more um, humiliated <laughs> by laughing, or it's effectively strengthened your position and your ego. Mm. So the best way mm. to avoid that's the best way to basically manage an argument is to avoid it in the first place. So I, I think that's I think that's quite interesting. But how do you how do you then get them to how do you get them to carry their weight? <laughs> well, no, but the thing is, <laughs> I, I wasn't. I don't know why you had to make it personal. I mean, this is, yeah. you know, it's, oh, ooh. we're not arguing. So you got you got to look at examples where you've had arguments with people. Are you? No, no, no. You're no, not arguing. No. You sure? Only, in all these might be different. No, no, I'm not arguing. I can never argue with with P. Daniel, yes. P, no. <laughs> um, the, the, the other one which was um, always show respect for someone else's opinion. So never say um, you're wrong. And we may not realise it, but sometimes that could be part of your vocabulary and part of how you speak to somebody because you're, you're so confident in what you know, you may turn around and say, no, that idea doesn't make sense. Or, I'm no, not I'm laughing. Out. I'm, just no, I'm laughing. Do you remember final year dissertation group project Gaussian matrix? You don't remember? Nah, bro. Gaussian, Gaussian, Gaussian matrix. matrix. I'm the pronunciation to someone. Someone no, was saying it, and no, Olu was like, no, no. "It's Gaussian, it's Gaussian." <laughs> <laughs> Olu, do you remember? I remember. Yeah, that. you remember. 
I don't want to say the person's name because I don't, I don't want to drop it in the name. But I remember Odo was like, it's Gaussian, it's Gaussian. <laughs> I know what you're talking about there. <laughs> no, but but I, I've been around situations where, you, let's say, for example, the conversation will last for, I don't know, an hour. It could be a meeting. But in that meeting, someone had said at one point in particular, you're wrong or that doesn't make any sense. I literally feel that that's the only thing that we all keep in our mind. Yeah, it's it's yeah, such yeah, a strong yeah. set of words to use. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very, and everything else could have been a value, but that person would have just drowned it all out because you, you said mm-hmm. I was in, you said I was wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, what may seem like a word or two actually has a deeper impact on, 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 um, on the individual. Does this book give you other, a, like other, alternative? Like, let's say, for example, that one where you said, yeah. it's not good to say... <laughs> no, 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 sorry, sorry. When I mean alternatives, I mean, like, um, practical ways of going about it. So, like you said, it's not good to say you're wrong, obviously, because it has a negative. What does the book recommend that you should deal with a situation where the person might be, in fact... That's 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 more of managing yeah, conflict. As a, that's more of like managing conflict or managing conversations. Mm. You're not necessarily. Does the book give you that? You're not saying. You're not, say, you're not saying. You're not saying no to the person. You say no to the suggestion or the idea. Mm. It's not a person. Yeah, but I'm saying if the book um, gives sort of how yeah, no, you do it. No, there's, there's a, a plethora of examples in the book. Um, all I wanted okay. to do for the book review was just provide um, <laughs> principles. No, no, I think I'm just saying it more for the listeners so that they know that when they do get the book, buy the book. it's going to give them... Or buy yeah, 100%. The book, it's going to then give them like examples Which of how to it. do it the right way and mm. the wrong way. Yeah, no, 100%. It's in there. So a so couple more. Two, two, three more, um, which I think are valuable. The, the next one is... Um, maybe it's also good for Olu as well. Is when, when you... <laughs> Olu! I haven't said it. Olu, said it. he's going to buy the book for you. He's going to buy the book for you. If you're, if you're wrong... This is, mm. a, this is wait, wait, this is this is no, forget. Mm. On a serious note, this is yeah, no. wait, wait, this is for all of us. Um when you're wrong, you need to admit it quickly and empathically. Because if you think about how your pride and ego works, you may eventually come around to saying, Oh yeah, I was I was I was right and I was wrong at the same time, right? You don't really sort of give in and so but the power of admitting that you're wrong builds a trust factor, builds your trust um very well and very strong. <laughs> So it's, it's. I think that's. I'm gonna be honest. I think that's one that everyone on this call, apart from Shua, no, I, needs to no, listen no, to. No, I, no I, tr- I agree with you. I agree with you. And and the thing is, we have to ask ourselves. We have to ask ourselves is how often do we admit quickly that we're wrong? We try to tend to like be smart but, about it. But no, but no, no. A question. How about when the person? I'll give an example. Olu. <laughs> Like I, I would say when I'm wrong, and then Oli would be like, "Yeah, I told you so." You're like, yeah, you know, you know that comment after it's like, "Yeah," but I said, I, "I told you at the beginning." Innit? I told you at the beginning. I was right, huh? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah, two more. Um, the the next one. No, you I, said I, one I said, more, man. You, you said, said two one more. more. One, more. one more. Let people let, leave some leave some yeah, yeah, for no, people there's, to there's buy the book, more, man. There's plenty more. The, the, and then I can talk about perhaps the, the advantages, disadvantages towards the end. But the, the two more. The next one is um when when engaging a conversation with people, try to reach a common ground very quickly. So try to get to the yeses as opposed to um in the early stage figuring out what the differences are. And so it and there are examples in the book of, of how you can find things that you both kind of have agreement to and it just kicks off the right momentum so i thought that was actually quite something again these are all tips and tricks to sort of keep in mind the last one i'll say um and this perhaps works well in the mentoring space and coaching 
which is try to let the other person feel like it's his or her idea. A lot of times, if you're a subject matter expert or you, you know you have the answer, you tend to sort of give it straight away. But you can, you can give people a lot of empowerment by helping them explore and discover uh, what the answer may be and getting them to reach to that point themselves. So it's, um, but yeah, those, those are just a few, few principles. The one thing I'll say about the book is there's, there's quite a lot of principles that are all great um, and all work. And I think, I think what I tend to do when I read a book is take, th- I want to just take two or three points that I can just sort of work with. So, um, but it's, I think it's, I think it's, it's very powerful because it turns the attention away from you to other people. And so it's no longer about yourself anymore, but it's about how you, how you look at others um, and focus on others and not yourself. But very, very, very great book. Um, I think read by many and definitely encourage people to, to pick it up if they want to um, uh, increase their level of influence. What's the name again? Uh, how to Win Friends and Influence People, people cool. by Dale Carnegie. So there you have it. Episode 21 is in the bag. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, As always, if there's any comments, please feel free to DM us on Instagram at TakeFlightPodcast or email us at TakeFlightPodcast at gmail.com. Have a good, productive week ahead. Stay safe and God bless. We see you next week. Peace. Take off, take off.